Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. Wow. Do we have a good one? Because we get to recap a Denver Broncos blowout win. Yes, I said blowout win over the Houston Texans. How did the Denver Broncos do this? How did they execute it? Drew Locke and his incredible start. We'll go over that. We'll go over everything and also what this means for the future of the Denver Broncos. We'll get into that today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just uh, hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado Bears on Tap and 100 Colorado Distilled Spirit. Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. Amazing. To see how this offense and the team looks when a talented QB takes the helm. 38-24, to the Denver Broncos win in Houston. A Houston team that was, at the time, 8-4, and four, very much in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. And Denver blows it open, leading 31-3 to at halftime. This is a Denver team that won in all phases of the game, on the offensive line, defensive line, through the air, and, of course, on defense, where maybe where you should start because Drew Locke's going to get a lot of attention here. The Denver Broncos' defense was just spectacular. Kareem Jackson was everywhere, from the fumble return to uh, him blitzing behind the offensive line, uh, or excuse me, behind the line of scrimmage, in front of the line of scrimmage, uh, disrupting the day all day for Deshaun Watson. I, I just, it's unbelievable to see what Kareem Jackson did. Uh, he was everywhere. And then, of course, finishes it off also with an interception. Man, clearly, and, and laying the wood too on um, uh, Houston wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins on uh, that little breakup that really kind of set the tone, didn't it? Kind of, kind of, kind of gave the guys a little bit of gusto, a little moxie today. It told them like, man, we're playing today, baby. We're playing today, and you know what? You get fired up for something like that, and boy, look at the attitude of this team. And I think it has a lot to do with the quarterback, but uh, certainly we give the defense their kudos because they did a very what nice job as well too. Forcing turnovers as well too. AJ Johnson on that uh, Coutier reception, and then of course uh, returned. Uh, I believe it was uh, picked up by Atachu, and then of course kind of handed off to Kareem Jackson, who did the rest. And so certainly for the Denver Broncos, look, getting their first defensive touchdown, I believe, since dating back to the Arizona game last year, uh, a very, very big plus. Denver also on defense, look, secondary-wise, did a very nice job in containing the Houston Texans when it mattered. And then, of course, they got to garbage time. Look, 38-24 is going to be a score that you look at that's maybe a little bit closer, but when you take away the 14 points from Houston scoring in the fourth quarter, which was basically garbage prevent defense time, you're talking about a 38-10 game right now where Denver just absolutely embarrassed the Houston Texans in Houston, which is one of the bigger things to look at when it comes to this game. Broncos on offense, we'll start with the rushing attack, which was actually a 
bit underwhelming. 27 rushes for 90 for 90 yards exactly. This is another game where Denver finishes under 100 yards. It's the third straight game in which the Denver Broncos failed to rush for 100 yards on the ground as a team. It also was the third straight game without Andy Janovich, the fullback who, of course, was lost to IR, the dislocated elbow, against the Minnesota Vikings. Put some respect on Andy Janovich's name because he is the guy that makes this running attack go, and the Denver Broncos are going to miss him. Hopefully be back fully healthy for 2020 and as good as he usually is because they certainly need him, but uh, definitely a major effect for the Denver Broncos as their rushing attack. Very meh, at least for the day. But of course, it was all done through the air. 22 for 27, 309 yards, averaging 11.4, a reception, three TDs, and an interception. Took one sack at a QBR of 98.6, 136 rating. Uh, we could talk about all the records that he set or a tide or this and that greatest since X year. I think maybe one of the more impressive stats is 300 yards and three TDs. That is the first time a quarterback has done that in NFL history on his first road game in a win. So certainly the Denver Broncos and, and drew lock, that was a big step forward and look, granted it was against a bad defense. Houston's got a bad defense, but hostile environment in the dome where it's noisy Drew Locke and that offense, they silenced a lot of critics, and boy, a big day for several players, including the rookie tight end. Four catches for 113 yards for Noah Fant. Caught the very first throw of the game from Drew Locke. Caught the first touchdown as well. Two two dimes from Drew Locke that uh, really worked. He can really spin a rock, can't he? Man, he looks great. And and the Broncos receiving core, look, starting to improve. It was evenly distributed out. Uh, Tim Patrick, two catches for 50 yards as well, too, as he had that 37-yarder down the left sideline. Deshaun Hamilton finally getting into the mix. Two catches for 36 as well, too. Fairly quiet day for Cortland Sutton. Five catches, 36, uh, excuse me, five catches for 34 yards for Cortland Sutton, who uh, was the number one targeted wide receiver on the day with seven targets. The Denver Broncos offense generally moving the ball in bunches on the passing game, finishing five for eight on third down and five rushing first downs to 14 passing first downs. So you can kind of see where really the, the game leaned on for the Denver Broncos. They finished with 391 total yards on nine drives total. So, Denver on offense, very, very good. Denver on defense, very, very good. Looking forward, what does this mean for this Denver Broncos team? I'll tell you about that next. So again, welcome back to the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field 70. Colorado beers on tap and 100. Colorado distilled spirits. Denver, with their big win over the Houston Texans, silenced a lot of critics uh, when it comes to Drew Locke, and I think there's a lot of people starting to jump on this wagon and the idea that he could be the chosen one. And I understand. Uh, There's a certain aspect of this that I understand of people wanting to be very cautious because this is a certain situation here in Denver where fans have been burned not once, not twice, not to quote LeBron, not once, not twice, not three times, not four, like nine times 
the Denver Broncos have been burned with the idea that, man, they're going to send out a quarterback that they think they can win with. Let's see. Let's start with the most recent one in Brandon Allen. That did not work out. Uh, Joe Flacco, that did not work out. Brock Osweiler, that did not work out. Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, uh, Mark Sanchez had a cup of coffee here. Kyle Sloter, Trevor Simeon, these these are all guys that... They weren't going to make the roster, or they weren't going to make the roster better. They weren't going to elevate the team and make them better. They weren't going to make the overall quarterback position better. They made it worse, and that's why I think a lot of fans are saying, "You know what? Let's." I like what I see, but I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. I'm telling you what: don't be afraid to have a little fun and be a little excited with the idea that this kid is your next franchise quarterback. Because I, as I've said on this podcast since. A year ago, I had been so excited for this kid. He was my number one quarterback, and I was thrilled to see Denver nab him, uh, not only to to be able to get extra picks, but then to take him in the second round. All of a sudden, now he is starting to look really, really good. It is really nice to see because Denver, of course, having been looking for a franchise quarterback since Peyton Manning. Since Peyton Manning, and uh, they look like at least so far – so good in finding him. It's amazing how different this offense looks. This team looks from a whole standpoint. Defense playing with a little bit more gusto. They just they they have a bit more moxie right now, and Drew Locke is a big part of that. And actually, for the Denver Broncos, if you happen to be a long-term fan, now I suppose you can make the argument if they lost, they'd be back into the top 10 when it comes to selections. But Denver actually did not lose a draft spot. They sit right now at 11 after the loss. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's look, I know a lot of people who want to discuss the reality is that this team the season's over, which is true. And you're fighting for draft picks. And and I get that, but you're never going to you're never going to ask these players to lose. And you know what, certainly if a couple wins goes a long way towards this team feeling really excited, you know what, there could be major pros to that. There could be the idea that Shelby Harris, Chris Harris Jr., Derek Wolf all get together and say, "You know what? This true lock kids kind of Kind of put some together. They found out. They figured this thing out on offense. Man, if we come back, and maybe we take a little bit of a haircut, maybe we take a little bit of a hometown discount to come back because we know how good this defense can be. We know how good this defense can be. And you know what? If Drew Locke is pulling the triggers and he's winning games right now, think about what's happening next year. That's an interesting little dynamic that is now being played out, and maybe the Denver Broncos have an opportunity to, to get a little bit of a a fair market deal or a haircut on these guys that otherwise, you know, maybe you had to pay more. Or maybe you do get a little bit of a discount, and then all of a sudden you keep all these guys. It's a real nice thing to see if you're a Denver Broncos fan because the person who basically engineering all of this is Drew Locke, and it's the defense's faith in him with the idea that, man, this kid could be something in the future, and that's why we would want to stay here. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Also want to talk about in this game, Noah Fanto. Of course, the leading receiver uh, really deserves a lot of credit for this game, uh, and, and maybe more in particular, I want to I want to cut to a reception he had. I believe it was in the first half where Drew Locke was working out of uh, under center. He uh, rolled play action, and then uh, after the play fake hit, Noah Fant on the near side TV down the left sideline. must have been for about 15, 20 yards, and it was very clear. Noah Fant had the opportunity to just run out of bounds, 
Plays over. You move on to the next play. It was really nice to see Noah Fant take a more of an aggressive route and turn it back upfield, looking to get extra yards, looking to make some contact. He barreled into defenders, and you know what? He picked up an extra five yards, and you know what? That's coaching. That's coaching, getting into his ear. That's Vic Fangio saying, you know what? You can't can't just run out of bounds and la-di-da. This is a fight after the first contact, yards after the catch type position in the tight end. And you know what? Noah Fant's bigger than everybody else. Noah Fant is athletically and physically gifted. He is a massive man. He can run a lot of people over. You know what? Take advantage of that. And this is a Noah Fant who is going to be very, very good. I'm telling you, just have some patience with the kid. The rookie tight end got to learn two positions on the offensive line and on the receiving side of things. So it's going to take time. But you know what? He is already starting to blossom into one of the better tight ends in the league. And now all of a sudden, look at this. Look at this young core starting to build. If Drew Locke is the real deal at quarterback, you're also talking about the tight end in Noah Fant. You're also talking about the wide receiver in Cortland Sunday, who already looks like an all-pro. You're talking about left guard in Dalton Reisner. And you know what? And, and, and I want to get into this a little bit later this week because results-oriented, driven, and by the way, they got a franchise running back in Phillip Lindsay. I'm going to get crushed uh, on social media if I don't mention that. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, he's from Colorado. Did you know that? He's also a Colorado buff. Uh, and he used to live in his mom's basement. He does not anymore. And he was undrafted, and he did not get invited to the combine. Got to make sure I cover all bases uh, because they do that every single week on the TV broadcast. The Denver Broncos, look, we have seen a common denominator this year, okay? And I want to get into, I don't want to get into this now, but I just want to sprinkle this in for uh, a tease for podcasts coming down the road. The Denver Broncos have had a common denominator on offense this year, and that was a bad offensive line, bad overall play, lack of points being scored, and bad play calling. And all of a sudden, Drew Locke has come in, and now everything looks different. Everything looks different. You're scoring more points. By the way, the offensive line has allowed one sack in the last two games. And everybody wants to just quickly rush to prop up Rich Gangarello and the offensive coordinator and the idea that, oh, man, the play calling is so much better and this and that and yada, yada, yada. But they still want to also bash Garrett Bowles in the offensive line and uh, how this poor everybody's ship has sailed. Everybody's decision has been made. Why is that? Why are you contradicting that? Because right now, as far as I'm concerned, the Denver Broncos still have an issue at the left tackle position and they still have an issue at the offensive coordinator. If the common denominator that this was a bad team before on offense and Drew Locke has all of a sudden come in and for the two games that he started, they've looked far better, do we really think the left tackle just figured it out overnight? Do you really think the offensive coordinator just figured it out overnight? No. It's the quarterback. Everything rotates around the quarterback. And I say this constantly. This is a league that just simply... Everything leans on the quarterback. Everything. It's a bit unfortunate because that means teams are top-heavy based on their quarterback play, but every the quarterback is everything. And as I've said in the past before, I'll say it again, you either have a franchise quarterback or you are irrelevant. And for the last four years since Peyton Manning left, they have been irrelevant. And you know what? All of a sudden, they're not anymore. And that's because of Drew Locke and the idea that they found a franchise quarterback. He makes the team better, and he makes them 
more deadly on offense. He is making the offensive line better, much like Peyton Manning masked a bad offensive line in 2015, even though he was looking pretty bad as a quarterback. He makes everybody better, and that is huge moving forward because now you're talking about the idea that you can dip assets, a boatload of draft picks, money elsewhere into finding Drew Locke, another wide receiver, probably shoring up that offensive line. They need another corner on defense and, quite frankly, maybe another defensive lineman, linebacker. I mean, they, they're going to have a bit of an embarrassment of riches of young core talent here shortly. And this is the rebuild starting to fade away. This is no longer a rebuild. I think they're past that major heavy lifting point. But, again, it all hinges on Drew Locke. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. From Coors Field. All right, let's get to some of your responses from Twitter. You can tweet me at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E Letter K Radio on Twitter. Philip Jarvis on Twitter says the Broncos play today? Question mark. I thought it was a 2013 replay. Yeah, they were scoring in bunches. It was incredible to see. Ryan on Twitter, Denver 88 Broncos says Ronnie, read this in your breaking news voice. You know, if you don't listen to the radio program which, by the way, Selfish Plug, 7 a.m. on uh, Mile High Sports. That's Mountain Standard Time, and you can find the stream at milehighsports.com. We, of course, have this bit of a breaking news bit. Anytime there's breaking news, we have this sounder, and I come on and say, Breaking news! The Denver Broncos have found a franchise quarterback. Ah, that's refreshing to say. When was the last time we could say that? A homegrown franchise quarterback. The Denver Broncos got him. It's the first one since Jay Cutler, and I think you should be very excited if you were a Broncos fan. Jeff on Twitter says, Lock to Fant is going to be a great combo for many years. Joe on Twitter, Scangarello and Lock making it rain on the Texans. While Fangio's magic spoils Watson's MVP hopes. Remember, this was a Deshaun Watson that was going to be an MVP candidate. MVP candidate and just absolutely a bucket of water dumped on that as the Denver Broncos defense just shutting him down um, and making the Houston Texans offense look very mediocre, very mediocre. Larry Toons on Twitter says, great first half, but second half, wow, still waiting for them to come out of the locker room. I'm a Titans fan, so I had vented interest in the game. Look, when you're up 31-3, at some point you do have to go into a conservative offense, but at times they even still took shots. What, it was 31-10, 31-3 when, the, when Drew Locke threw that interception? I mean, they were still being aggressive at times. And look, make no mistake, it was a bad interception. It was a bad, a bad idea, bad decision, bad throw. I mean, it was everything about it was just not good. He's going to make those rookie mistakes. He's going to make those rookie mistakes. And you know what? You should take those mistakes and just file those away for another day as a learning opportunity because now you know he ain't going to throw that throw anymore. He ain't going to throw that throw anymore. He will have discussions with his coaching staff, and I'm pretty sure he's going to come to terms with the idea that, you know what, anytime I see that, I can't throw that anymore. Can't throw that anymore because it was a bad throw, and it was a bad decision. And even the pump fake was just like, mm, don't do that. Don't do that anymore. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So, moving forward, the Denver Broncos and what they take from this win. Look, uh, final three games coming up. I, I think the most 
the nice thing about this Denver Broncos team that is now winning is you now talk about the idea of would defensive players take a little bit of a haircut to stay here because of that excitement. Denver Broncos draft pick still in the top 15, so certainly that is something we will continue to watch. The Denver Broncos passing offense coming alive. Rushing defense, mm, not so much. Still looking for a little bit more productivity from them, but certainly the defense making their um, mark as Vic Fangio. And I tell you what, he is turning he is turning guys who are... And, and, and sometimes I don't like to use this term because some people take this offensively. They're just guys. Just guys. And he's turning them into studs. A.J. Johnson, Mike Purcell, Devonta Harris, um, you know, guys who were just picked up off the street. Jeremiah Tachu, guys who didn't have jobs elsewhere. And he is turning them into quality starters, very good players. And that's that Fangio magic coming in and, he just knows how to build a defense. And now all of a sudden you could say, okay, well, we've got a stud defense. I mean, very few of these guys are Fangio guys. Kareem Jackson's a Fangio guy. And by the way, he picked a good one because Kareem Jackson had a hell of a game against the Houston Texans. The other Fangio guy, Bryce Callahan, well, unfortunately the injury. You know, you, you, you can't really grade that one because he hasn't seen the field. Hopefully he's healthy for 2020. Now all of a sudden you got another opportunity to go a full draft with a boatload of draft picks, a ton of money to spend in free agency. Very, I think if you're an ever Bronco fan, you should be very, very excited for this team in 2020. Is the year over this year? Absolutely. But 2020, very, very exciting. So, of course, you can find the Broncos Blitz podcast wherever you get your podcast on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, at MyLifeSports.com where we have all kinds of news on the Broncos whether it be written or podcast video format as well, too, go check it out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. We're all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast, a post-game edition that was a win. Oh, a good one, too. 38-24, the Denver Broncos win in a beatdown over the Houston Texans. They, of course, now get, well, look, a couple more tests. This is a Broncos team that uh, is going to continue to evaluate, uh, excuse me, uh, Drew Locke as the season progresses. And maybe your biggest test coming up now against a divisional opponent at Kansas City. That, of course, an 11 a.m. start on CBS. Then you have the Lions and the Raiders to close out the year for the Denver Broncos. Three games left and certainly opportunities to see more of Drew Locke and what he can do for this Denver Broncos team. So. Broncos Blitz all done. If you want to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, be sure to check it out at MyLifeSports.com. That's MyLifeSports.com for news, breaking news, of course. Breaking news. We won't do it yet. We won't do it just yet. But I tell you what, certainly the thing that's breaking right now is Drew Locke and that Houston defense. I think he threw another touchdown. Oh, my goodness. You can find more info on the Broncos at MyLifeSports.com. Of course, for news, discussions, player profiles, all that good stuff, check out MyLifeSports.com. It's MyLifeSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.